What's up, everyone? It's Esther and Zoe here, and welcome to Vision and Alchemy. Whether you're new to the path of self-discovery or you've been on this journey for a while, Esther and I are here to support and inspire you every step of the way. Buckle up, my friends, because we're about to embark on the adventure of a lifetime. Vision and Alchemy starts now. Hey everyone, Esther here from Vision and Alchemy. We're about to embark on a special journey with a two-part episode. What's up guys? Welcome to episode three of Vision and Alchemy. You have got Esther and Zoe here. (laughs) Today's episode is going to be about the company you keep and connection and just sort of relationships with our fellow humans. And um, I'll just like a little pre-cursor. Zoe has put me in the introduction hot seat, which is a really big thing for me because, and it's also very sweet of Zoe because she knows that I have been really wanting to work on my throat chakra and I have some, I guess, fears around this kind of thing. And I thought if I'm just honest about my little kind of giddiness inside up front, that will help, help me feel I'm actually shaking right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It takes the power away because you're like, I've put it out there. Like Mm. takes any shame away and you're just like, I'm really fucking nervous because yeah. We're putting ourselves out there. So, we are. Yeah. So and I, I feel right now too. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I feel very um, soft at the moment. So I'm usually like a quite a, I think I picture myself as like a rapid snowball falling down a hill as a personality in general. <laughs> and I, and I, I always think of electricity with you. So like yeah. electricity, like kind of like a Pokemon. That's, you know, like, yes. Like, yeah, that's. Yeah. Or so, a, um, Serena Healer described me. I think she said I was like a pinball machine, just like. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I'm feeling quite the opposite of that at the moment. I feel very soft and in my feminine, which is really nice. And I'm going to just try and like speak from the heart as much as I can. So, I was saying to Zoe the other day that I really wanted to talk about this stuff because I feel like I've just had a guide hovering over the top of my head, kind of just like whispering in my ear for the last week about it. And I've also had like a couple of downloads about mirroring. So I guess I'll, I'll talk about the mirroring thing first and we'll just sort of see where we riff from there. (laughs) I love how it's like the hardest word to say when you're so nervous too, like mirroring, (laughs) like I really have to stop. So (laughs) Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd really love you to share with our listeners what you were sharing with me at the start of the week about that because it was just, it really like unlocked some aha moments for me. Okay, cool. Great. Great, great, great. <laughs> okay, so I was laying in bed going to sleep pretty much and I was picturing all of a sudden, like in my head, I was in a completely different town that I live to where I live and I was picturing one of my best friends and the person that she is sort of like on again, off again with. And I knew that I needed to help her anxiety through helping him because her emotions were tied to him at the time. This is obviously just like a thing that was in my head. This did not happen in real life, (laughs) but it was so clear and so real seeming. So I was standing in front of him and I asked him to mirror me. I was like, I just need you to mirror my body movements. And I put my left hand up and he put his left hand up and I put my right hand up and he put his right hand up and I took a step and he took a step. And as we were doing this, I was explaining to him that it's going to feel really soothing and it's going to help him feel a lot more calm to actually give in to outwardly mirroring another human being. And 
I was explaining to him that we we inherently mirror each other. We from you know cave days, from <laughs> like when we were monkeys or whatever, like babies mirror. When we are learning to do something creatively, we will mirror the person who's teaching us or other things that influence us in life. When we are in school learning to read, we're just sort of mirroring what the teacher's doing or whatever. We are positive and sort of awakening mirrors for each other as well in the sense that like, you know, maybe someone has come into your life and they're doing something frustrating or their personality frustrates you in some way. Usually you'll find that what it is that frustrates them, sorry, what it is that frustrates you about them is what you need to work on in yourself as well. Or, or it's, you know, there's a reason why that thing frustrates you. And it's, it's good to use the mirror of them triggering that emotion in you to look at what you can work on. Um, and equally, <laughs> Zoe just touched her heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the definition of empowerment. You know what I mean? Like following from our um, victimhood mentality episode, like actually seeing that trigger as like a a tool, like, Mm. oh, how can I soften or this or that? Like it's just you just spoke so much wisdom and so much high vibration. Like, yeah. That's really nice. Anyway, I don't want to get in the way of your your tangent. (laughs) No, that's giving me confidence. Thank you. Um. Side note, like when Zoe told me I was doing this, this before, like literally just before we started recording, I was bawling my eyes out. So she really hit like an important trigger in me that I did need to do this. So thanks for being on this soft, tender journey with me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just let you know um, why I wanted to, felt the need to kind of step back and let Esther um, talk today, even though I'm literally talking right now. So I'm kind of like. (laughs) No, it's fine. It's great. (laughs) But yeah, I just thought I'd let you know because Esther was mentioning like she felt like she had a guide over her head just really floating around in her um, crown chakra, just like, I've got a message, I've got a message. Um, And last night as I was drifting off to sleep, I kept getting the message of like, Zoe, you need to take the back seat for this episode because I have more experience with public speaking and it's just, it's a very natural, comfortable space for me to be in. And I just, I kept getting that download of like, let Esther take the, um, you know, the hot seat more so today. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then like, I could think about something else. And then like, my guides would come back in like, no, but are you going to remember that? And I'll be like, <laughs> yes, like I will take the back seat and I will like help her feel safe to like step edge out of her comfort zone today and speak. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. And they'd go away and then they'd come back again like, but this is really important. Like you really need to let her do this. And I'm like, yes, I will let her do this. Even though like, <laughs> speaking but I just wanted to explain because I think it's really cool that we've both had some kind of divine intervention I definitely feel like we've got some like universal we interweaving going on from both ends of like so there's obviously a guide um, maybe one of Esther's guides or just someone with a message coming through on Esther's side and then they're coming in from my side like we back off we've got this message <laughs> that Esther needs to share it oh that's and- actually so crazy I'm gonna cry again what the fuck <laughs> I I, I'm not like, I don't cry very much. This is new for me. And I've been wanting to lean into vulnerability and stuff and just being open. But Mm. I think it's a really big sign when we're super on the right track and on the right path. And when, when something like that happens, like what you just said then about our guides, like both like interweaving the situation. So it Mm. happens like this. And when you told me that I was going to be doing this, like I cried then. And then just then when you said that about our guides, I was going to cry again for a second. And I feel like my body has this very physical response to like yeses. Mm. Like, yes, that is so right. Like when you were saying that there's a thing in my body was just like 100%. That's what's happening right now. And I felt 
Yeah, well, that's a ManyGen thing for human design listeners. Um, ManyGens always have the full body fuck yes. So that's probably that cool. like, experience that you're having. Oh, that's really um, beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, today's episode is about the company you keep and Esther is just the best friend that you could ever have. Um, so that's why I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like where they've jumped in and asked you to jump in the hot seat because I learned so much about how to deepen my connections with people and be a better friend purely by being your friend, but then observing how you're treating like your trusted circle and other people in our life, like mutual friends. So, yeah. So I just wanted to jump in and let you know, because we've both had a bit of divine intervention. I definitely feel like there's like some orchestrating puppetry going on behind the scenes of like why this needs to happen. So Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll, I'll sit down and shut up now, even though I'm already sitting <laughs> down, but I'll shut up. <laughs> How do I sound? Okay. Buttery. Right. I just keep saying the word buttery. That's what your voice sounds like. Thank it's you. So I think that yours sounds buttery too. Um, maybe, I was just thinking maybe that's why you're kind of in your feminine now, like feeling in your feminine, because one, that usually means we're more intuitive. So we're in mm-hmm. the yeah, so masculine, feminine, um, when you're in your yin, you're more in receive a receivership. So I think you're in your feminine because you're going to channel this message, but then also your voice is just, just a lot softer. And I just think this is just going to be such a like therapeutic episode for everyone. Just It will. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Especially me. Thank you. I feel like this is huge for me. Yeah. So your voice just sounds incredible. And <laughs> whenever you're ready, take the lead. Let us know how you feel about everyone and our connection to life Mm. and the world and how we're treating each other. Mm. What do we need to know? Well, I think that, I think, I think that this is a deep knowing that everyone already possesses. And I think that it just needs to be awakened in everybody. It's like those, it's like that time when someone tells you something and you're like, of course, like you don't, you're not like, wow, that's new information. You're like, of course. Yeah. You're like, I'm remembering. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe I didn't know that. But then you're like, I did know that that's inside me. So yeah, I think it's just like one of those like deep knowings that we all need to kind of understand that we're all one. And I know that that's, that's honestly such a cliche now, but if you can imagine like the universe or God or like whatever it is that you want to call like the source of everything, we're all just individual little kind of fragments of that as if like it, you know, like when they, you know, star seeds or whatever, just imagine the galaxy exploded and we're all just like little stars, but we're on earth. However you want to think of it, we're all just the same soul kind of split into 8 billion different human bodies. (laughs) And when you think about doing something to either help or hinder someone else's day, you're essentially doing that to yourself and you can really feel it when you start being of service to other people. Like you can feel that your life is getting better as well as theirs. It makes you want to do more. It makes Zoe's face making me so happy. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, sorry, I'm crying because I just if, I feel like that with this podcast. Like it really just feels so nice to be of service. So yeah, does. that really hit the heartstrings. Oh my heart. If you got it like if you get the chance to watch this episode on YouTube, you should, if you like to watch people cry. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, anyway, so I think just as like the basis for what we're talking about, we all need to be a lot more understanding of each other. And this is like for like, your friends, your family, your strangers, like anyone that you come across in life, even someone that's done something bad, having the understanding 
about why that person might have behaved that way is so incredibly helpful for your own life because like you just don't need to walk around carrying something that's happened, you know, however long ago that you're just holding on to because you're upset and you don't need to walk around carrying the energy of that person. You don't need to let them live in your brain rent-free because that's only going to keep you exactly where you are in your life. And if you want to grow and develop as a person, having some understanding for the way that other people behave and putting yourself in their shoes is a really important exercise because it helps you let go of any kind of feelings of like ownership of that situation. Like you don't need to take it on. You can just let it slide off you. You don't need to absorb that person. You don't need to be mean to them either. And they're kind of their attitude towards you is their own thing. And like, I know that's easier said than done, but when we can understand why someone has done something, we can understand that that has nothing to do with us. And that I think is an empowering thing. It also helps us have way more compassion for each other. We are able to see that someone's coming from a place of hurt if they're not being friendly or if they're really stressed out and they're just like have no time for you and they have no time for anyone around them and they're or is horrible and it's cloudy and muddy and you just look at them and you're like, for me, all I can see is just a product of the society that we live in. Like I used to sex, you know, someone's energy would be horrible and they'd walk in and I would be like, oh my God, just felt so instantly affected by it and be like, oh, that person's like bringing me down because my energy's always been so open. I've been working on having boundaries around that obviously, but I would feel them and just be like, take it on. And now instead of just taking on their energy and, and joining them in this like slumpy attitude or whatever, I see it from a more objective point of view. And I'm able to go like, oh, that's a person who works probably 45 hour weeks, may or may not have kids and dogs and whatever to look after as well. Their relationship may or may not be supportive. And like the likelihood of, I feel like it's more common that people are just with someone because they don't want to be alone and they are in unsupportive relationships, which is a drain. Um, and you know, they've also just got society constantly telling them that they need to look different and be different and behave different and they can't be themselves because God forbid, you know, and everyone will extra, ex, you know, get you out of society. And there's just so much fear. Everyone's so scared of everything and we're all on social media all the time. So your brain is just so full and it just feels like you can't exist as a soul. And then you go out into the world and, you know, maybe you run out of petrol or the line at the cafe thing is too long and then you're late and someone else is barking down your throat because they want something from you and you just have this like rude attitude towards someone. And then you've kind of just like shared that shitty experience with someone else and that trickles throughout the consciousness. It spreads like a little virus throughout the day and that person will be a bit shitty to someone else and then that person will do it to someone else. So like imagine that virality that we have with our energy toward one another but being more positive and not in the toxic way where it's just like just smile like no like feel your pain lean into it like go through the hard times like find a group of people that you can go through hard times with or if you have to go through it alone like don't be afraid like go through your hard shit feel your fucking feelings because they will bring you to a new chapter of life but it is so important to be cognizant of the energy that we're bringing into the space and if you actually can't because we are humans and sometimes you're going to explode one way or another and it just happens have compassion for yourself and if you're in the room or in the area or the cafe or whatever where someone else has that moment of shitty energy explosion and they can't check themselves or whatever just having that compassion and putting yourself in their shoes for a minute it kind of stops that negative virality in its tracks it kind of stops at you you know what i mean like it doesn't pass on to the next person like 
you were able to hold it for them essentially and just put it down on the ground and stomp it out. So I think like overall, the message that I have been (laughs) given is to tell everybody to try and understand each other a lot more and try and understand that some, sometimes another person is just a mirror for what you need to look at and understand that your actions will literally trickle throughout society and they will affect the lives of others. The way that you speak, the way you eye contact, everything. Connecting with other people is just so important. And I guess that brings us to the connections we have in our everyday life with our loved ones and our close friendships. So that was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we jump in, I've zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah well two things that came through for me just then when you were just absolutely sharing the most beautiful wisdom I think that's just such a strong message and such a beautiful reminder for all of us um you know like you said it's so cliche but just to be kind to each other (laughs) basically um it's like more important than we think yeah I was just saying that being kind to each other is so much more important than we think. Like it's actually super important right now. Like it's now more than ever. Yeah. But it's almost like be kind to each other's kind of had like this weird PR manager where they've Mm. like made it too shallow and superficial. And it's like, no, no, like there's like so many fucking layers and there's so many benefits to being kind to others. So yeah, yeah, it's like it needs a new PR manager. (gasps) Oh, we need a new PR managers for that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> we just had a promotion. <laughs> Self-appointed, but still <laughs> um, Yeah, so when you said that, like, yeah, it's not about toxic positivity and not feeling your feelings. Like you were making that point of like, no, like feel the lows, feel the ebbs, feel the lower density, vibrational feelings and experiences. But I feel like you were just pointing out like, it's a choice when you project that onto other people and you are actively making that choice to not take that emotional responsibility. Like that's emotional intelligence. And I'm like, we're not going to be 100% on par with that all the time. Like sometimes I can turn around and snap at my partner. I'm like, Sorry. Like that was, I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to recenter. So it's not about like being a perfect human all the time, but I just feel like Esther's message was like, just reminding you like you can feel like that but it doesn't mean you need to be horrible to people because you know when you hear that phrase like hurt people hurt people it's so true yeah cool but like like break out of that mold like Mm. you know what I mean so yeah you can be hurting and you can still be kind to people fully I was saying that hurt people hurt people thing to Noah the other day my son he's 15 and he's getting uh sorry <laughs> he's had a lot of troubles with bullying throughout his whole school life and he he has friends now he's in high school but he still gets bullied but he's actually got this like amazing group of friends so that's incredible but it's he's I guess just sort of been in this victimhood mentality for a really long time and I've been trying to coach him out of that because like, and it's hard because I'm, I have to hold so much empathy for him. Not, that's not hard. The hard part is trying to say to him, like, I understand that this is like the worst thing and it's been hard for you for so long. And it's basically ingrained in who you are now. You've been bullied since the minute he went into school. And I was trying to explain to him, I was like, you get bullied because you're so different and special. And like, that's such a mum thing to say to someone, but it's like dead ass. So true. <laughs> I was like, you stand out like a beacon, dude, like, and people are freaked out by that shit. Like they don't like it when they can't understand it. And I was like, you know, he was saying, he's like, I just wish I could, I wish I could just, you know, 
show them what this feels like, give it back to them. Like, I wish I could humiliate them in some way or whatever. And he was just having one of those moments of like, he's been hurt and he just wanted to hurt them back, you know? And I said that saying to him, like, hurt people, hurt people. And then I got him to, I was like, and he was like, how? Because I was like, you can't. I was like, if you keep being the victim in this situation, you are going to constantly get bullied. And I was like, I'm telling you, if you remove yourself emotionally and spiritually from this shit and you rise above it, they won't be able to bully you. Like they actually won't be able to and they will give up because you won't be absorbing it. And he was like, how do I do that? And I was like, you need to learn to love your bullies. And he was like, he didn't say get the fuck out of here, but his face was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and he was like, what and how? And like, he was so off it. And I was like, okay, so picture your bullies as a four-year-old child. So let's just say, like, think of the, the most annoying person who bullies you all the time. Picture him as a four-year-old child. Picture him just wanting his dad to look in, look him in the eyes more when he talks to him. Picture him wanting his mom to be able to actually, you know, express proper emotion toward him instead of just being so busy and so burnt out and so worn out from her day. Like picture him wanting to be understood the way that you're understood. And I was like, picture him <clears throat> wanting love, like the way that you want love. I was like, all those times that you come and lay down on me and you want to have a cuddle, like you're, you know, this beautiful teenage boy and you still want cuddles. Like, I love that. I was like, you know that you're loved and you know that that's a safe place to have hugs and cuddles. And I was like, so just imagine this four-year-old doe-eyed little kid just wanting that love. And now, and now I was like, okay. And now picture him having the opposite of the, all of that. Just picture his mom being too busy to look him in the eye and talk to him. His dad is always at work and his parents are fighting because the economy's, you know, going through a thing and it's really hard or maybe his parents aren't together or maybe one of them is in jail. Like you just don't know what their life entails. But I was like, but that, that four-year-old kid is hurting. And what does a four-year-old kid do when they're hurting and they don't feel understood or like they can't communicate and they don't know how to get their point across? And he was like, they would have a tantrum. And I was like, your bullies are basically that four-year-old kid having a tantrum because they don't know what to do with their emotions. They don't know how to handle them. They don't have the emotional intelligence that an adult has or that you have. And I was like, you've been around so many adults in your life. You expect these young people to be able to process everything at the rate of an adult, but that's not the way that they think and they don't know how to do that. So I was like, you need to Picture that as a four-year-old little baby angel who just wants love, even when they're bullying you, Noah, because you will eventually have compassion for them and that compassion will help you rise above all of this and you won't be bullied anymore. And he was like, oh my God. He was like, I mean, like, I'll try. But he looked at me like that was going to be the hardest road ahead. And I was like, you have to take the hard road. <laughs> It'll be yeah, worth it. Love and I was like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That, that is such that. beautiful advice. Holy shit. Like you are just such a wise, incredible mother. Like, I think I messaged you about this yesterday because you were saying something else, some other advice that you gave to Noah. And I was like, you were giving this kid such a head start in life. Like, I'm not saying that from a place of comparison, but I really do feel that our generation, as we're starting to have kids, we're like, line in the sand, like, no disrespect to our parents or, you know, older generations. But I really do feel, are we millennials? Yeah. As, as millennials, we're just like, no, like yeah. we don't want to work hard. We don't want to hustle. We don't want to be mean to people, etc. And it's just so beautiful to see you giving Noah such a head start. And 
he's he's already such an emotionally intelligent kid, but that's probably from you, like you know, you know, sixteen years, fifteen years of drip feeding that and planting those yeah. little seeds, and then when he's ready, he'll be like, ah, maybe Mum was right about journaling yeah. or whatever. <laughs> um, but he'll learn that in his own time. But he's just been given such a head start, so that was really beautiful advice, and I think. There would be so many listeners who listen to that that might be in situations in adult relationships like a toxic group of friends or a shitty manager or something that really needed to hear that too because Mm -hmm. that advice and bullying doesn't finish in high school. And I'm not saying that like, oh, we're all fucking doomed sort of thing, but there would be people that are still experiencing that that need that reminder like the ultimate key to unlock yourself from that situation is love. Yeah. Love is always the answer. Oh my god, we're being so cliche this episode. I know how millennial love really is. is the answer. <laughs> no, love actually, I think love actually talks about. <laughs> love that movie. It's a great movie. Love is all there is, or whatever they say. But legit, like there would be so, so so many people in Noah's situation as well that are like, oh shit, I have to be the bigger person, like lead by example. Mm. And love is just the most, the highest, most potent frequency to be on. So. Mm. And I think there's like a really big difference between just being, I know you weren't necessarily meaning this in like the literal sense, just being the bigger person and just being like acting as the bigger person and just trying not to let someone affect you or whatever. I think there's a difference between that, which is a normal thing. Like, you know, everyone's like, okay, someone's being mean to me. All right, I'll be the bigger person and just, you know, not, not react or not stoop to the level and argue or whatever. But in, essentially in my mind, that's just an ego positioning point. So it's like your ego is like, okay, well, I'll come out on top or I'll sound more intelligent or I'll sound like I'm more in power if I just, you know, don't rise to the argument with this person and I am being the bigger person, quote unquote. But if you add in like the actual intention of understanding that human being and having compassion for them, that is a whole other level. And that is truly like the essence of being like taking the high road. So it's not about like being a bigger person or a better person or whatever. It's about understanding that you and that person are the same and to help yourself in that situation, you help them. Mm -hmm. And if you can't actively help them, because sometimes you just can't help people, the best you can do is genuinely try to understand them and empathize with their situation. But also, side note, if you're around someone that's like super toxic and you're in an environment that is quite literally affecting your energy and your sleep and you're thinking about it all the time and it doesn't leave your brain, like I obviously like take this with a grain of salt because everyone has different circumstances in life and you can't just like listen to what some chick on a podcast says and fucking action it, but like get out of there. (laughs) Be elsewhere (laughs) if you can get away from things that affect your energy like that oh my god remove yourself but if you can't then yes like have compassion as much as you can Mm, exactly and you can love people from afar you Mm. know Mm -hmm. like you know say the first example that popped into my mind is say you're in a romantic relationship but that person can't meet you at the level that you're at right now maybe with emotional intelligence or they're still struggling or just you know the their priorities and their value system just doesn't line up with yours um but they're struggling because of that um just say you need to break up with them you might feel guilt about that like oh i'm leaving them high and dry like you know i i suck i whatever but relationships aren't rehab centers 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like just because you might be at a different level of love or compassion or whatever. And again, this isn't a comparison like Mario Kart, like I'm level 50, you're level two or whatever. (laughs) But it's okay to acknowledge the contrast in where someone's at, say if you're in a romantic relationship or this doesn't have to be romantic. That's just the idea that came into my mind. But you would probably feel some guilt from ending that relationship, but you can love someone from afar. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to live and breathe their experience if they are struggling with something because we, and that maybe this is coming from a people-pleasing lens, but we keep thinking we always have to like save people and help people. But also there's a point where you need to set a boundary for yourself and realize you can't interrupt people's karma. Yeah, all their lessons. They need to go down that road to hit rock bottom to learn all the lessons to come back up. And that's that situation where you're like, I feel like I, I don't want to interrupt their karma. I need to put myself first and I'm going to love them from afar mm. and send them love, send them compassion, send them light from afar. That's so important. And it helps your own energy so much too. And then you can get on with the things that you need to be doing like for your higher self and your purpose instead of like being bogged down, trying to help someone lift them up when it's like, like it feels like the right thing to do at the time. But then you look back when you're drained and exhausted and they're like a little further along for sure, because you helped them. But you're then left picking up your energy pieces and trying to restore yourself. And it's like, wow, you could just save that time and energy. And yeah, if we were all a little bit better at recognizing when we need to step back from that, that'd be yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think it automatically we think we're selfish for wanting to put ourselves first and it, mm. it, it's not. And, you know, obviously the theme of this podcast is, you know, supporting each other to walk our own paths. And as you start walking your own authentic path and upgrading and diving deeper into your spiritual development, these situations will come up a lot. Um, That's why we've got this episode, The Company You Keep, because the company you keep will rapidly change as you start walking this path. Oh my God. You know, like we've both lived and breathed it and like Esther and I have helped each other through kind of trimming the fat you know, mm. of misaligned relationships, friendships, like your professional, personal, everything, you know, and just being yeah. like, oh, my God, like I've got and rolling tones again. I have to like. Yeah, and know. stepping out of that like people-pleasing realm as well and stepping into like who you actually are as a person and just sort of doing that, I guess, really I- helps you identify the people in your life that you just had there because you thought you had to be a certain kind of person or whatever and how much like when you start to look at your relationships like that, you're like, wow, like, do I even respect these people? Like, do, do I want to look back when I'm 80 and be proud? Like, would I be proud of hanging out with these human beings or would I find it a large waste of time? And that kind of, like, it sounds horrible, but, and it's not to say that, you know, those people are bad people or anything like that. It's just like, sometimes we are in a position in life where we're supposed to actually let go and just sort of step outside of who we thought we were and into something completely unknown and new. And that comes with letting these relationships fall away and allowing new ones to come in. And when you create space by doing that, the most amazing relationships literally just come and find you. It's so crazy. Like, and what you said before, actually, no, you go. No, no. Um, It made me think of this realization I had earlier this year. I was in the shower thinking about my friend Sonia and, <laughs> and <laughs> love you, Sonia. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> um, I was thinking about how, how like I miss her and, 
but I also feel like I'm still so involved in her life, but I'm also not. So for a bit of a backstory, like Sonia and I met in 2020 and we became close really quickly, like same as you and me, Zoe. And we spent like a lot of time together. She lived down the road, like not far. And like you did as well. So both Zoe and Sonia moved away from me. (laughs) 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 Um, But it's fine. We all, we all make it work. Um, so anyway, so Sonia's, she's living, you know, four hours away now. And I was thinking about how when she first moved away, we were still very much on the same chapter. Like she and I were going through the same kind of motions of helping each other with like self-confidence, with, um, stepping into like, even like stronger manifesting powers and really sort of just helping each other get out into the world in a way that felt right for us at the time. And like, I'll always be really grateful for that. And so then when she moved away, we were still sort of in that space, but then I could feel that she was drifting into this other territory, not a bad territory, by the way, this sounds bad, but it's not, she was just drifting into like, I'm going to say it was like the, another page of the same book or no, another chapter. And at first I was like, oh, well, I've already read this chapter. So I can just like tell you all the things you don't need to go through all of that. I didn't say that to her, but that's like in my head, I was like, oh, I can just help her with that problem. We're like, okay, she's going through this now. Like I can help her with that. And she's going through this now. I can help her with that. And then I had this realization because I could feel like a slight resistance. And I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> she needs to learn all these things for herself. <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> Um, and I was sort of like, oh yeah, I've been through all of this and I've done all of this and I already can foresee the outcome of this whole situation. I already know how she's going to feel afterwards too, once she's learned the lessons, but telling her that means literally nothing. And it's like, it would be just such a waste. Yeah. 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 So then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to like, let her roll through that and she will be fine. And I just trusted that she would be fine because she will be fine. She's a fucking strong, smart, amazing person who teaches me so much. Like, of course, she's going to be fine. And I was, you know, thinking in the shower about that whole situation. And I was like, we cycle through different chapters based on the lessons that we learn and what we need to learn with different people. So basically, I feel like, you know, when you are the common denominator in a problem. So you keep having the same relationship again and again, or you keep having the same friend group again and again. And you're like, why does my life keep cycling in this situation? And then you look at it and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm the common denominator. This must be a me problem. And you look at yourself and you're like, okay, obviously I'm hanging out with people who make me feel like this because of this thing that happened in my childhood. And that's the way that I see love and la 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 or whatever. And so you recognize that you break the cycle. And when you break that cycle, you're then free to sort of float into like the next lesson or whatever. And when we're doing that cycle breaking, lesson learning, page turning, I feel like the universe just shoves people into the chapter that we're in, who we need to sort of be around at the time, like someone who's going to help us learn the lessons that we need to learn. Someone who's also going through that, someone who's on the same journey. Maybe they're a couple of steps behind and they need your help, or maybe they're a couple of steps ahead and they can help you or maybe they're going through identical things basically. And you're like, wow, it's so nice to have someone who understands me entirely. I really, really, really feel like the universe just puts these people onto the same page as you or in the same chapter as you. And then you'll learn the lesson or whatever it is. You'll break the cycle. You'll break through the next level and you'll still have these like beautiful connections with these people if they're good for you. 
and you'll keep them in your life. But sometimes they will then float off to learn a different lesson on a different chapter with someone else. And that's not to say they won't come back. It doesn't mean that they won't be in the same chapter as you again one day. Like they will. I've had friendships that have been around for like 12 years now and we've floated in and out of the, you know, fucking same book sometimes. Like I think it's just important to know that when you have a good friendship that's meaningful and deep and full of shared sort of love and compassion and experience and knowledge and everything, sometimes they will be close and in your life all the time and other times they won't. And in the times that they won't, rather than being like, oh, do they not like me as much or, oh no, like a connection's failing or like whatever, maybe look around and be like, what lesson is it that I'm actually supposed to be learning myself and who else is around me who would be going through this thing? And I feel like when you start to look around like that, you find that there's this group of people that are just like waiting for you basically with open arms, whether they all know each other or not. Like there are people who are on your chapter and they're going to help you through it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in my experience, if someone's at the start of kind of this journey is the one of the biggest piece of advice in the realm of like the company you keep is don't be afraid of the seasons you know what I mean like you're never actually going to be alone um and I suppose like an indication of if you're feeling like oh shit like is this should I be putting how much energy should I put into this friendship or etc is if you're just feeling like a bit of an alien like in their company or in their presence. And I'm not saying go and find people who are on the exact same path as you. Like I've got friends that have got multiple kids and including Esther, and it doesn't mean we can't relate. Like it's not about finding people in that same situation, but if you're just feeling a bit isolated or a bit like an alien in their company or the conversations can't really dive so deep, that might just be an indication that like, okay, cool. Like we're not in a season of, of making this friendship, like needing to, to put too much there. Um, and just don't be afraid of those seasons. Like if you guys, guys kind of fork off, like, like in Esther and Sonia's example, it doesn't mean they're still not the best of friends. Like I can definitely doubt mm. for them being so close and loving. Yeah. We were FaceTiming last night for ages, like yeah. love her guts. Like we still keep in touch, but I just yeah. know that we're in different chapters and that is chill. Yeah. You know, it's so chill. <laughs> and the other thing I wanted to say was when, um, you mentioned like a few minutes ago that like, you've got to create those space for new people to come in. Um, that's actually a universal law. Um, so you know how you're like the law of attraction and the law of action and stuff. There's a law um, that basically is um, nature arbors a vacuum. So this is in, you know, I think maybe quantum realm. Um, but basically cool. it's this law is stating that if there is space for something, the way that nature and the quantum physics works is it will it will fill that with something. So in the example of the company you keep, how can you expect to call in new friends and new connections if you are not creating the space, say, in your time and energy and focus and, and schedule even, like on the weekends, to go out and meet those people? If mm. you keep putting time and energy into that old group of friends or the relationship that's misaligned or the job that's misaligned, how can nature cannot arbor a vacuum because you're not creating the vacuum? You know what I mean? Like if you've mm. got a shitty old car but you want a new one, Sometimes if you've been looking and looking and looking for a car and can't find one, if I had a client that asked me like about that, I'd probably be like, 
I think you need to get rid of the old car because sometimes we need to send that message to the universe. Like I am creating space for you to bring me this thing, the new car or the new friends or whatever. So I just wanted to mention that universal law because don't be afraid about creating space for something you're calling in. Because that if you're calling so new true. friends, but then you're like texting all these half-assed things and replying to 50 people on Instagram and it's not filling up your cup, where's the universe going to know to to send you those new friendships, you know? So don't be scared of creating some space to call in what you want because that in that manifestation process, some, I feel like that's a, a step that people skip um, and it's actually universal law. So it's like a really easy way to just get into the path of least resistance and a flow state is don't mm. be afraid to create the space for the thing that you want to come along. Yeah, totally. Mm. I think people are genuinely afraid to create that space because we all have this like FOMO or this inherent sense of like, I need to be doing a hundred things at once. And if I'm not, I'm a total waste of space. And yeah. it's like, that is not true. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's, but you know what I mean? Like that feeling when you're like, when you're in your kind of twenties or whatever, and you feel like if I'm not doing something on a Saturday night, I must be an absolute fucking loser. And then you kind of like drop that because you're like, well, that's not true. And I'd rather just like feel good and go out when I'm, I still party when I want to, but like, yeah. I don't, it's not part of my identity anymore. Thank God. And same kind of goes with like work pursuits. Like as my friend Conrad was here yesterday and he was saying that it breaks his heart sometimes when he hears people talking about what they do in it with a sense of shame behind their voice. Like, oh, I'm just like working as a this right now or whatever, but I really want to be doing this. And it's like, he was like, you know, if that thing's allowing you the money and the time, don't fill up your life with so many other things that you can't do the thing you actually really want to do. Like allow the space, create the space, like, and don't have shame about something you're doing either. Like own that. Like you don't have to show up as this, like whatever you think that people want to see doing a million things and being so busy with a life that's full of purpose and direction and goals and just this like fucking psycho hustle culture mentality. Like it's so unrealistic. It's not even funny. And I'm one of the most goal oriented people you will ever meet. Like it's insane. My goals are unceasing, but <laughs> I learned the hard way to create space in your life, like allows, like what Zoe was saying, just for so much amazing goodness to come in and fill it. And it also allows you the time to really find out what you want and what's important to you and to sit down and align your actions with your goals. Like what are my values? And those values are essentially like for me, my values are now my goals. It's like whatever it is that I value, that's my fucking goal. And if I can't make that happen in a day or a week or whatever, I'm like, okay, what do I need to reassess? Like how, how can I make more space for my values to exist? And honestly, life has just been getting better and better and better. Things have been flying in at me because I have created space. I sit at home and I paint on weekends and I just think, or I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's also really nice. To it's not so nice. Stay tuned because the journey doesn't end here. In our next episode, we'll be right back where we left off and we'll continue unraveling the profound intricacies of human connection. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Vision and Alchemy. If this episode resonated with you, we'd love you to share it with a friend. Your support means everything to us. If you'd like to subscribe to our journey, follow us at Vision and Alchemy on socials. And we'll see you next time.